The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm joined by my co-host, Dave. How's it going, Dave? Happy New Year, Ryan. Happy New Year, everyone out there in podcast land, podcast land listening. Boy, it's been two weeks and already I can't You're speak. off your game, man. Don't worry. I am too. I'm feeling sluggish and weird, and this studio looks unfamiliar to me. And we've only been out two weeks, but I got to say this, pal. Mm-hmm. I missed it. I missed it too. I missed doing the podcast. Even like, I I thought I would enjoy taking the week off and I did. It was nice to kind of just like not worry about it over New Year's, but I miss being in here with you and I miss talking about stuff. I know, man. It felt a little weird. Now, um, when are uh, Evan and Elisa coming in? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm afraid that was just a temporary uh, drop in, as they call it in the business. Oh, I was kind of hoping that would be a permanent format change. Of just us talking pop culture every week? Yeah. Well, we'll sprinkle some of that in there as we always do, but we're going to get back into the music business stuff. Our our reason for existing. Um, Yep, it, it never sleeps. The music industry? No, it never sleeps, Ryan. Ever since they put them on beeswax cylinders, they just kept on going. <laughs> exactly. I think there was a bit of a lull in 1987. But I think that was it. Yeah, it was Phil Collins just... The whole thing died. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to find out more about the Break the Business podcast, if you're just joining us fresh for the new year, uh, and you want to talk to us, say hi, maybe propose some show questions, show topics, you can email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can email me at Ryan K-A-I-R. You can email this handsome dude across the table at D-K-A-Y-E-1027. Did I get that right? Yeah, sure. That's that's the Twitter handle, though, not email. Did I say email? Yeah. yeah. You email the podcast at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You yes. tweet at us at, at, those at Ryan K-A-I-R at D-K-A-Y-E-1027. Yeah. Uh, we read the tweets. We read the emails. We take them to heart. We mm-hmm. use them to help produce this show, and so we're Super grateful. We actually have a listener email we'll be reading later in the show. There you go. See, we, we are true to our word in that respect. Coming up in the next, next segment, our first guest of the new year, D. Grant Smith, syndicated radio host and music business expert. Uh, always has great insight for DIY artists. I like this guy a lot. Um, I enjoy his articles a lot. I enjoy his podcast. And not that I necessarily, you know... It's probably not good practice for me to like turn people on to other music business podcasts. Right. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's, we shouldn't. That's smart. No, but here we go because he's really good. And you shouldn't stop listening to us, but you should listen to D. Grant Smith as well. And you'll find out why when we interview him in the next segment. It's been a great New Year, Dave. I was going to say, I was going to ask how your New Year's was, but actually, I don't need to because I was there with you. So we can actually just move on. The listeners don't need to know. Yeah, no, 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 nothing, cool, nothing cool happened there. Yeah, no. I think there was a firework or two. Oh, there you go. Well, we'll just we'll just move on there. For those of you who uh, have not gotten to know me, um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know me because you've just gotten into this podcast for the new year, I'm Ryan Carella, uh, lawyer, author, guy who's engaged. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say gallivanting man about town, but no longer. He's yeah. locked up, ladies. Yeah, got engaged over. New Year's Eve, so I was kind of busy over our break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, for those of you ladies out there who perhaps were holding out on the last vestiges of hope that I might be your balding, slightly overweight, nerd in shining <laughs> armor, um, those dreams are dashed. This commodity is officially off the market. Um, well, that was very honest of you, my friend. <laughs> uh, some some uh, lovely young lass made the ill-advised decision to... Uh, uh, consent to marrying me and so uh that's that 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 happened i'm feeling good that's I, i'm glad you're feeling i'm feeling good too although it's you know you started off with such a high mark i know maybe you should have went first yeah and then you've been like oh that's that's your news yeah well i got a bill better news than for anybody well you got some good news too i got some we good had news we, we had a good new year's i got pal. a two for news i uh, go for so it. maybe we, if we add the news maybe mine equals your news I don't know. Probably not. No, your news is great news. Thanks very much. So I'm very uh, happy for you. It was nice to have you there. It was. Um, I proposed to her at um, Pitbull's New Year's Revolution where we were hanging out. Right, yes. And so I did it right at midnight with the fireworks in the background. And I got to have my friends with me because you were there. Yeah, I and was. friends, family, and uh, 
Did I do okay? Was it a good proposal? I think it was good. I now I wanted you to actually get on the stage during the Fox broadcast, <laughs> but I guess your fiance probably didn't want to do that. She's super shy. Yeah. That would have scared the poop out of her. But it would have been a good test. So she would have said no in front of like tens of millions of people. <laughs> I mean, do you really want her? You know. Yeah. yeah. But if she said yes, despite the crippling shyness, then you know she's a keeper. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Then the thought of you have with signing her a prenup just goes right out the window. All right. Well, here I am talking. <laughs> here I am talking all about me because of, you know, this, you know, little life changing event or whatever. But, you know, that's nothing. Let's what's what's your good news? Well, I got I got a twofer. And like, so which which one do I start? So. I also now have a, a, a new young lady in my life. Um, oh, yes. Yes, I've been single for a while, but uh, no. Uh, Dave's got himself a, gr- a girlfriend. Yeah, he does. So, uh, hey, Jen, how's it going? Oh. See, <laughs> you got to notice a difference in attitudes here on this podcast. Um, I'm trying to keep my fiance, mm-hmm. her, my fiance's identity private. Okay. Um, she's a shy person. Okay. Like I, I, I'm not big on like giving her shout outs. Just kind of want to, you know, leave her alone to her own life. Right. You're like, no, I'm going to shout out the crap out yeah. of, well, we can edit this out. No, we probably won't though. No, we probably won't. <laughs> but it's always fun talking about editing things that always never get edited. Yeah. I, I like her. Um, oh, I, good. I'm glad. I, I like the new lady in your life. She, she seems quite sweet. Uh, got to meet her at new year. She's very nice. Oh, good. That's, that, that, that means a lot, buddy. That means oh, a yeah. lot. Oh, considering I mean, you and I have been through a lot together, man, that means a lot. That oh, I mean, I've, I mean, I've basically been your spouse for the better part of like 15 or 20 years. So I we mean, did live together. I know. Like, I mean, the, we, we, we had what under any estimations, a domestic partnership. Yeah. And so I'd like to think that you valued my opinion yeah. in these things. What is this show turning into right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, see, slow music business news, folks. The, the music business apparently always stops. Um, <laughs> well, we, we, we're just trying to keep people caught yeah. up over the New Year's. We yeah. had a great time over New Year's. You met somebody new. Oh, you had another piece of news. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, no, I didn't meet her then. Bill's before. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am, ladies and gentlemen, I know this is going to break your heart to hear this, oh. but for the next month, who knows, maybe even more, I don't know, I'm going... Uh, I'm going to China. Oh. Going to China for uh, for some work. You're not the only one that works around here. <laughs> um, except in my case, it gets, sends me halfway across the world. Oh. So, um, yeah, man, I'm going to be gone. And this is, I'm going to miss this, bud. I'm going to miss you. So I'm going to miss you, too. Um, I mean, aside from missing you as a friend, I'm going to very much miss you as a podcast partner. I mean, this is a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, as far as, like, you know, we're both lawyers, Lawyers rarely get to do cool adventures. Oh no! Yeah, you know, we don't. We don't. We, we're not often called upon for international travel, but you've you know you've gotten these opportunities and it's great. I am sad because um, I'm missing out on my podcasting partner for a while, and um, you know so maybe the next four or five episodes is just gonna be be me weeping, you know, softly into the microphone for sixty minutes, which you know people might actually find interesting because i would kind of like that yeah because people seem to enjoy it when i get tormented i mean on this what show. we could do is just cut up an all of my days as yet untitled game show segments and just all release it as one podcast which would be um a very uh i think that would be a good idea i think people want to hear that yeah yeah i'm kind of just hoping that i can just create a show in which i always say things and you disagree with me and yeah. that way i can just use this sound effect as you wrong well, actually, you could. You, th- that would be great if you actually did a solo show and just l- sort of almost went insane and used that as you're jumping on and use yeah. that as me. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's me losing my mind, like talking exactly. to the sound yes. effect of you. Like, and I'll even create like a, a straw dummy of you across the table to like further my psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ask again, what is this show becoming right now? I don't know. It's devolving into something. I love it. This is great. No, no, you, you, but this is secretly your plan. You want to talk as little about the music industry as possible and just talk about comedy and life. What else is there to say, Ryan? We get it, man. Every good boy deserves fudge. We get it. (laughs) All right. What else is there? Well, I, um, well, uh, D Grant's going to have some good stuff for us in the next segment. Okay. He probably, yeah, he will. He will. Um, but before we get to him, uh, there's just a, a quick little article piece I wanted to share that I saw, you know, when I was reading stuff over the new year, uh-huh. and I thought it was fitting 
Okay. Um, given the time of year, uh, Chris Robley of the DIY Musician, a great blog. I feel like I, I feel like I'm doing like a Donald Trump thing whenever I bring up blogs where I just say everything's great. Oh, it's the great. He's really he's sharp. He's good. Yeah. But <laughs> but I honestly mean it sincerely when I say it. Uh, the DIY Musician, um, good uh, blog. Chris Robley also a great podcaster as well. Look at me promoting more DIY music podcasters this is than I'm terrible. Um, but he put out an article um, over the New Year's period called Avoid These Five Common Music Career Mistakes in the New Year. And I think it's, you know, maybe nice to just highlight a little piece of this to kind of give them some pub. And, you know, since it's the new year, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's not heavy music industry advice. We'll start the year off lighthearted right. um, with this piece of advice. But I want to move down to his fifth one, number five, okay. the, of the mistakes you don't want to make in the new year as a DIY musician. So, because I strongly believe in this. So DIY musicians, listen up. His fifth mistake to avoid is sticking to the well-worn path and i'll read from the article directly it's easy to get into the mindset of saying oh this is how my favorite band made it so i should be doing that or it seems like all the buzz bands today are doing such and such so let's do that too now more than ever thanks in large part to the internet there's no proven path you should do things your way you should do things that make sense for your life your goals your passions You could be a successful touring musician who's never made a music video. You could be a YouTuber who has no interest in performing live. You could give your music away for free on your website and earn most of your revenue through merch sales or sponsorships. You could only perform at house house concerts and sell nothing but vinyl records. Or you could distribute music everywhere and earn a living by tapping into all of these revenue streams. The point is, do what you want. That goes for your music, your vibe, your presentation, your distribution methods, and everything else. If it feels right, it is right. And I think in those hundred words, mm-hmm. uh, this blogger nailed it. We're walking into a new music industry right now. All the old models are falling apart. All the big media intermediaries are losing their power. We don't have to follow the old rules for how you create music, how you promote music, and how you distribute music. And you don't have to follow the same model for how you think career success or even financial success should occur. Uh, I hear this all the time with artists where they say, how am I supposed to make any money when people aren't buying music, you know, in recorded music anymore? And what I say is, why do you have to make money that way? You know, hmm. find other paths. You know, maybe you're the guy who, maybe you're the guy or gal who makes money live performing. Maybe you're the person who can make money, um, licensing your music to movies television video games uh, maybe you uh, do merchandise maybe you can do sponsorships maybe you create youtube videos with other forms of content where you use your music in those videos you know, maybe you want to do comedy maybe you can act expand your idea of content expand your uh expand your universe of how to make money and don't do things the way other people do them just because that's the way other people did them. Um, you reevaluate the way that you fund your projects. You know, you don't need to fund money, fund projects anymore um, with, uh, you know, out of your own bank account or right. with a record label's advance. You have crowdfunding um, there as an option. Um, so on this show, we give lots of advice for how an artist can approach their career in the 21st century. But underlying all of it is the notion that there are no rules and it's going to be the truly creative minds who can figure out how to do something unique and find unique ways to get their content out there and to make money. And even just to redefine what it means to be a musician and a content a creator in the new music industry. And, Going forward with this podcast in the new year, I really want to make sure that the advice we give out and that the guests give out mm-hmm. truly emphasize that. And well, you know, that's a, don't that's, play by the yeah. rules. That's a good. That's a good rule because also, I mean, well, wait a minute. I just said that's a good rule when I just when you just said that's don't play by the rules. That is the the only rule is that there are no rules. Okay. Oh, that's it's like Thunderdome now or something. <laughs> that's right. Um, but also, I mean, yeah, because it, hey, listen, uh, I hate to break it to you out there listening. If your favorite band is the Beatles. Don't think you're going to break it on the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah, I tried to call once <laughs> to get us to get us on. Right? Yeah, that, that seems like when a we good first gig. doing. I think it's like we were doing good. Like, hey, Ed would really love this. Yeah, and really big sure. I was on hold for a very long time, <laughs> and 
to be perfectly honest, the other person on the other line was very rude and kind of laughing a lot, which I didn't appreciate. Oh, I mean, you were just trying to get us on the show. Exactly. I mean, I get that we're an up, upstart podcast, but like, you know, help us out, Ed. I know. And, and I finally said to the person, like, you know what? I don't need this crap. Steve Allen will take my call. <laughs> you didn't even try with Jack Parr? No, I did. I, ooh, that's the next guy I got to go to. <laughs> Either that, then I, mean, I guess see maybe if we can get on the radio. I'm not sure. I, I got to call RKO up. I don't know. Oh, we'll see. That being said, looking forward to a great new year. Tons I, of advice. From I am artists. looking forward to it. Also, unfortunately, like I said, man, I got to listen to it from afar from at first. Yeah, maybe we can work something out where can, you know, can you we have you Skype in or something. Well, or? we'll, we'll see. You no know, 12 hour difference with me in the future. So I couldn't know about music news before you. Oh, wow. And, and what about this new girlfriend? Like you, you, you get somebody to, to, you know, to, you know, to give them, give you their heart and then just off to, off to the, you know, land far away with you. That's wow. That's way to throw a buddy under the bus. I'm just saying, man, that's, that's, that's brutal. Oh, that should almost be up for arbitration. Like, oh, we should, I think we should, (laughs) we should dock at that. Look, Um, I'm not saying you're not worth the wait, but like, damn, Well, this poor, this poor girl. I can't help but think that she appreciates that you're even getting these opportunities. And, you know, that's got to be part of one of the reasons why she thinks you're awesome. Oh, exactly. And hey, actually, the nice thing about this trip is if it works out the way I do in terms of length, I could actually see her overseas myself. That would be baller. So that would be Straight nice. Baller. I mean, talk about talk about romantic, buddy. Yeah, man. That's well, yeah. Well, you you've, you, you've always had that romantic streak about you. So that doesn't surprise me. I want to ask for the third time. What is this show doing right now? Well, can I not compliment you? Right, yes, you can. But I mean, this is now getting a little bit crazy. I mean, you're complimenting me on how romantic I am. I mean, you're, well, I mean, your eyes do look particularly beautiful. Love you, buddy. By the light of the iMac, Brian. <laughs> Wait, it's not an iMac. No, that's a, it's a Mac book. The yeah. iMac was the one with no wires. That was the big thing. That like Jeff Goldblum advertised back yeah. in the 90s? This is just, I mean, we left the rails. We are 10 miles deep into <laughs> the cornfield. We took a field. week off, man. It's a mess. We got D. Grant Smith coming up next on The Break, the business podcast. Are you an independent artist looking to promote a recent release or crowdfunding campaign? If so, the Break the Business podcast would love to help you out by giving you a shout out on the air. Email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com and tell us about yourself and your project. It won't cost you anything. We're just looking for a way to give back to the artistic community that's given us so much. Again, that's breakthebusiness at gmail.com for a free shout out. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast. He's an author, musician, consultant, and syndicated radio host. His appetizer radio show helps connect listeners to a wide variety of indie and unsigned musicians and can be heard on stations all over the world. His website, dgrantsmith.com, offers a ton of free resources to help indie artists network and grow their fan base and even improve their radio play. He offers consulting and coaching services to musicians and other entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, D. Grant Smith is on the break the business podcast d grant how's it going it's a pleasure to have you on the show oh it's going really well ryan thank you so much i appreciate it oh it's entirely uh, my pleasure you're a syndicated radio host you got uh your radio shows playing all over the world i can't help but feel like you're slumming it by showing up on this humble little podcast <laughs> i mean like do you got to fire an uh, agent or something uh no 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 uh to, you know it, it, it it's interesting um i prefer to be uh front and center in front of people that that are engaged versus people that are um like the masses and that's that's kind of that's kind of the philosophy that I, that I live by and that I coach by. Uh, so yeah, yeah, our our show is heard all over the all over the country, and we've got a couple international places too. But we're we're in a lot of small markets. We're in some we're in some major markets, but we're in a lot of small ones too. Uh, and and I live in a relatively small town in Texas. So um, you know, being being relatable and and being um, you know, personable and and and. You know, being on something that is considered "quote unquote" small or "quote unquote" niche, man, that's that's actually where I'd rather be. 
Well, then, then you have definitely come to the right place. You are. This is you can't get more quote unquote smaller niche than this. Um, but uh, we very much appreciate having you on, and uh, we're going to benefit a lot from your insight. Uh, before we get into it, can you tell the folks a little bit about who you are and what you do for those of you who uh, who don't uh, aren't quite uh, up to speed on everything that is D Grant Smith? Oh, absolutely. Um, I am a uh, I'm a radio host. Uh, I started the Appetizer Radio Show in 2003 uh, while I was still a student in college and working at uh, KACU in Abilene, Texas. Um, I went on after I graduated to running that station for about eight or nine years. Uh, I left in 2013, but I, I still kept the radio show. Uh, about five years after we, after I'd started the show, and I, I, I'm going to say we somewhat figuratively at the time, but I did, I did bring on a business partner, and uh, just saw a lot of a lot of potential. We had a guy uh, that was a writer for the Dallas Morning News drive through Abilene, and and he was a public radio listener, and that was what the station was that I worked at was a, a public radio, NPR, that kind of thing. And uh, and so he's he he flipped over and he heard this song he never heard of in his entire life. And but he loved he loved the beat. He loved the the girl that was singing. He loved everything about it. And he's like, what is this? And so he got back and looked on the on, online, or he he heard me say, you know, who the artist was. And he, he got back and he looked her up online. And it turns out the guy was a writer for the Dallas Morning News. And he he looked her up and he did an article on her. And uh, she actually is a very good friend of mine. And so she contacted me and she's like, I don't know if you know this, but this guy from Dallas wrote this article about me and he heard me on your show and I was like holy cow so I got his information and, and one of the things he told me and this is in 2008 he's like why is your show not syndicated and I said because I, I don't know what that means and I don't know how to do that <laughs> and he goes and he goes well it needs to be I wish I had your show in Dallas and I was you know I'm a small I'm a small town guy and I'm hearing this this Dallas Morning News writer say something like that was that was like one of the biggest compliments anybody had ever given me. So I started going through the process of trying to figure out how to syndicate my radio show. And I could hire somebody that would claim to do this or that, and it was going to cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And uh, I was I was somewhat recently married and uh, trying to figure out you know life and stuff. And um, Suffice to say, I, I didn't end up going down that road. What I ended up doing was figuring out how to build relationships with radio stations and, and do a lot of networking. And I got the I got the show syndicated, and, and all that means is you, you're added to more than one station. And so um, that was how syndication started. In the process of doing that, over the years, I've gotten to to network and 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 be a part of the journey of some really dynamic songwriters and musicians. Most of them, or if not all of them, are what you consider independent musicians or DIY artists. Um, I've had a hand in some form or fashion in helping uh, to establish the careers of some of these folks or not establish their career but take it to the next level and, and, and grow their audience. And uh, that has given me a tremendous amount of, um, of honor and, um, and, and satisfaction, joy. Oh, that's... Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no, that that's that's tremendous. Um, and you know, for for somebody who loves listening to this kind of music, uh, I'm very thankful that you know artists have somebody like you to help move them forward. So, uh, moving the focus right on to DIY artists, because I think uh, you know that's most of the people who listen to this show would fit into that category. You've written and podcasted a lot about how these particular artists can network and grow their fan base. So, in that regard, do you think most indie artists today are networking as well as they could be? No, I, I don't. But, you know, I, I think that, that it's, it's a problem that's bigger than just music. I think it's a problem that, that stretches over into uh, all of us in terms of how we interact with each other as human beings. Um, and as awesome as Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and all these things have been about um, helping to connect people that live in different places and, and create relationships and connections with folks you might not have otherwise had access to, what, what's gotten lost in the process is we become even more self-centered over time, and it becomes about, okay, how can I take my thing and, and put it in front of somebody else and make them pay attention to me? And there is no way that that works in face-to-face -face interaction with strangers, so doing so online only perpetuates the problem. And so the, what I see most musicians do is they get... Um, 
they get, you know, a pretty decent following or, or they get some good fan reaction. And so then, then they just take their stuff and they write these generic emails and they put their, their URL in the message and they buy a list and there's nothing wrong with that. Or they acquire a, a list of, of, you know, radio media contacts and they send one email out to everybody without any sort of knowledge or research or um, experience in what those platforms are, whether or not they're a good fit for them, whether or not it's something that the that the station does, or even if email is the way that they accept submissions. And um, I, I get, man, I get emails every single week that are that are just like that. And I'll go through and I'll look at, you know, especially if they don't BCC the. <laughs> not, <laughs> Uh, so, so sending it out and putting it out in the open, and, and oh, on, on the on the side note here, there are there are music, not music publishing companies. There are are music PR companies or people that that purport themselves to be marketing and PR people that do this, and it is entirely wrong. It does not serve the best interest of the artist at all. Um, and I'll look at I'll look at the these other email addresses that are in the in this you know the send deal. And I recognize a lot of them. A lot of them are friends and colleagues of mine, and uh, and I know they're not going to get it. They're not going to get a response. And so I, what I what I try to do is reply back. And usually I'm one, I'm one of the first, if not the only person, to reply back. But I, I reply back and ask how their promotion is going. And usually they usually being like ninety nine percent of the time will say, yeah, it's so hard to hear back from anybody. And I know why that is. So uh, I try to, you know, without selling them, you know, without trying to sell them a service necessarily, even though I think that's what they need, you know, just try to give them a couple of, of little bits of advice. And in, in terms of like, you know, you might consider doing this or you might consider doing that. And the people that are open and receptive to that, those are the people that are going to make that change like I did and, and have gr- the growth that they seek. The people that are like, oh, no, you know, we're going to do it this way. Well, you're going to spin your wheels for another couple of years. It's um, so... It sounds like the name of the game when, you know, reaching out to any particular group as a musician, including radio stations, is personalization is a big deal. You got to find the stations that are going to fit you and reach out to them in, you know, less of a mail merge kind of format and more of writing specific correspondence. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Think, think, think about it as a networking. Okay. What artists have to do is they have to see past the immediate thing that they want and see the big picture. What is the best end result that can come out of them getting radio play? And if you think about that and you really think about that, you think, okay, I don't want just one spin on the station. I want, I want, I want to be showcased on the station. I want to come on and, and you know maybe one day be interviewed. Uh, I would like to you know have my release be something that the, the the DJs or the station managers or the program hosts are talking about regularly. I want to have a connection with them, and I, I, I want to be able to email them directly and have them a part of my network. Because when you think about it from a business standpoint, any, if you're going to reach out to somebody and try to and try to grow your thing, you're going to want to use that that networking connection for other things and be able to provide them something that benefits them too, so that they like you more. Um, actually <laughs> you want them to like you in the first place. So, <laughs> so, so how, so how do you do that? You, you don't, you don't do that. And it, you know, this is where it's kind of like, okay, if somebody on the street walks up to you and says, Hey man, can I have a hundred bucks? You're probably going to ignore them and keep walking and hope that they don't pull a gun on you or something, you know, <laughs> but or, or you know, if if somebody walks up and if 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 you're an author and somebody walks up and hands you this thick book and they're like, "Hey, man, I'm an author and I I, I write really awesome books. Here's my book. You should read it." You might say, "Oh, th- thanks, man. I I, I appreciate that." Um, you know, and then what are you going to do with that? You don't know who this person is and you don't know if their writing's any good and your time's kind of valuable. So, um, <laughs> you know, there's there's all these things that are that are just kind of you know you think about a big picture that's kind of common what you would rather have happen is to sit down with that person if they're a book reviewer and have a cup of coffee with them and be able to pick their brain and ask them questions and understand you know how they can grow and and maybe have the chance to to put your stuff in front of them and so that's that's the pathway that you take and that's the mentality you have to have it's what you're trying to do as a as an artist is you're not trying to, if you're if all you're trying to do is get your music to have one little spin on the radio, you're just going to be spinning your wheels. 
what you really want, what's in your best interest is to be able to add to your network, be able to grow your black book and have a list of radio music influencers that not only know who you are, but they like you and you can have a reciprocal connection with them that benefits both you and them for a long term period of time. So outside of the email approach, um, are there any other uh, approaches that you might recommend for artists to meet these influencers? Uh, can they go to conferences? Are there particular Absolutely. venues, things like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, conferences are a little bit expensive because they're expensive for us too, as radio people. Um, <laughs> True enough. Uh, sheesh, man. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, I'll, I'll give you these two things. Uh, one, have an experience with, with a station or, or a program. And by that, I mean like spend some time listening to it. Um, and when you do that, you can write a different kind of email and that gets people's attention. So like I said, I get tons of email all the time. When, when somebody sends me an email and they address me by name and they address my program, and if they mention that they've, they've listened at any point, I'm like, okay, cool. This isn't a stranger to the show. Because the way I do my show is, uh, you know, I, I, I do this food metaphor and I, I play a, a chef on the radio uh, that serves up music. So when, when, I, when I welcome people onto the show, similar to the way you welcome me on, like I'm welcoming people to sit down at my table and I'm going to serve you something. And, and it's implied that we have a relationship. And I ask people to give me, you know, send me an email, send me a Facebook, send me a, a tweet or something. Let's, let's have interaction. I want to have a conversation with you. So when somebody follows up on that and sends me a, a personalized message through email, even if they're submitting music to me, a personalized message that, that addresses me by name and addresses my program by name, that's powerful stuff, and it's really uncommon, and I will respond to that. And, and most other music curators and radio show hosts will do the same thing. And the people that don't, you know, people that you've sent multiple messages to and you've, you've done these things to try to build a relationship with them and they're not responding to you, then don't spend any more time on that. Well, it sounds, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just, I was just going to say, you know, move, move on down the road. But um, but it, it it it's it it really comes down to some of the basic uh ba basic methods of of essential business networking and business communication. Uh, I, I, I want the part of me wants to promote my book, but I'll promote somebody else's book, and that this guy is no longer um, living. So uh, I think it's public domain stuff. But but uh, is it Dale Carnegie? I think it's Dale Carnegie. Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or How to the, Win the, Friends and Influence People. How to Win there Friends and Influence People. Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Always mix those two up. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do too. <laughs> no, Dale Carnegie wrote this really great book and they've done a, they've done a modernized version of it and I got it on ebook. And if you can get it, if you can get this on ebook, it'll, you know, if, if you go for a run or if you work out or if you're driving in the car or whatever, just. One of the things that it's it, the, the the modification is uh, how to win friends and influence people in the digital age, and it's all about taking the same concepts and like what I what I do, applying that applying those concepts that were written in the 1930s and applying it to modern day the way that we interact with people online, the way that we interact with people uh, through uh, social media and email and all this stuff. But one of the things he says, and it's totally true. Um, Someone's name is the most important wor word in their entire universe. So if, if you're sending a message that is addressed to, hey, or to whom it may concern, or to uh, hello, friend, um, I don't know. <laughs> That's not me. Mm -hmm. You know, it, uh, somebody sends an if, if, if prior to you and I talking, uh, you know, I, I sent an email. Hey, Ryan, I love your podcast. I think it's really awesome. Uh, tell me more about it. I'd, I'd love the opportunity to, to be a part of what you're doing. I think that gets your attention a little bit better than some sort of generic message. So it, it's, it's really all about one-to-one -one human communication and realizing that the person you're talking to is a human being, too, that wants to be valued and respected and, and, and what they bring to the table have some value to, to you, too. So when you approach things in that way, you get different results. Right on. Um so other than what, what you spoke of before with, you know, these artists who just indiscriminately send out a bunch of the same text email to a bunch of, you know, influencers, radio people, um, are there any other common mistakes that you see DIY artists making when trying to grow their fan base? Uh, artists need to, artists need to realize that, um, and this is something I go, I go, I go over in my, my radio course, uh, and it's in the book too, but uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and give it to you. Um, there's there's three three things that determine uh, a artist's 
playability for radio. And we all, have, we all, I'm saying we as music curators, radio show hosts, program managers at radio stations, general managers, all, all the people that are in this position of determining what music gets played, uh, we all see this, these same three things. And it might not be spoken in the same way, but it's, it's these three essentials, which is your songwriting and your, and your composition, your overall sound. Now, from a, from a, from a airplay standpoint, that's your production. You need to have a quality, quality uh, sound recording production. doesn't mean you have to go to a studio and pay thousands and thousands of dollars. There's lots of people that do stuff in their homes that is still really good quality uh, that, that is mastered. Um, and then the third thing is probably the most important. Um, that is the listening experience. And that is the number, I, I guess, to answer your question, that's the number one thing that artists are missing or they're not mindful of which is your, your music needs to provide an experience for my listener. And this is kind of where it comes down into artists being very specific about the radio stations and programs that they go after. Know what type, I mean, you're not going to know that until you have an experience, until you're listening to that station or that program and knowing what kind of experience they're trying to provide for their audience and what kind of audience they're trying to reach. So I'm trying to, for me, I'm trying to provide a, I'm providing a, an experience where you experience an album. I don't really care about singles. Singles don't do anything for me. I want to have a listening experience that draws me into something deeper than just really cool beats or melodies or whatever. Like I want to experience something in the sound. I want to be moved by the songwriting, even if being moved means you're, you've calmed me down and you've relaxed me. But, you know, I want to provide a positive listening experience for my audience. I don't want to give them something that's boring. And when you can be mindful of the fact that I've, I'm focusing my music attention on creating really dynamic songs that have powerful songwriting and composition, the production and the sound quality is really good, and the listening experience is really solid, then you're giving, you're giving a radio platform all three of the essential pieces that they are looking for to add music to their station. So in the end, it, it in a way, can always come back to the content. you got to make sure your content is where it needs to be. Yeah, and with without that, you know, I mean, some some folks will, will kind of, depending on the way you reach out to them and, and you build relationship, some people might be willing to not be as particular about some of those things because they like you as a person, and that comes down to the you know how to win friends and influence people aspect. When you can when you when you get somebody to like you, then they're not as particular about some things because they like you as a person. They want to help you out. Um, it might even, you know, be willing to provide some advice or some insights and some people to, you know, help you take what you have to the next level. Um, but until you get to that point, um, then it, then it really isn't in essence all about your content and what you, what you want to do though, is, is have the best of both worlds, have really great content and be really awesome at connecting with people. Absolutely. Keep an eye out for his ebook, the Indie Radio Promotion Handbook, which is going to be coming out very soon. Other than that ebook, which I'm definitely looking forward to getting, um, what are some of the other thing? Uh, what are some of the other things that people can find on your website? Uh, you know, your articles, your podcast, your consulting services. Yeah. Uh, well, I I do. Um, I have some podcasts. Uh, that is, I have a, a podcast called the DIY Artist Route, and for me, it's about it's about connecting with a combination of different types of people. So I'm very big on community building, and I believe firmly that um, as a I'm, I'm a musician too. As a as a musician and as an artist, if I spend all of my energy trying to reach the masses, I'm going to be uh, very frustrated for most of my career. Instead, uh, focusing on an, a niche group of people and trying to, to build what I call an army of super fans, uh, which are people that are um, very passionate, very loyal, and very supportive of the things that I do. Um, and there's all kinds of platforms that help you to be able to engage and build that. Uh, Patreon is one where you, you, know, you build a, an army of patrons that are supporting what you do. Uh, but... Um, my 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 podcast connects with musicians, community builders, people that are thought leaders and marketing leaders in music and in business and other things. Um, but it, it, you know, I, just like you, Ryan, I have a conversation with folks and asking questions very similar to what you've done with me. Uh, and, and and just you know, like how can people can better connect with with folks? What are some things that they need to be aware of? And it it, it comes down to to you know, getting insights into into how to build better connections and better communities, stronger, more supportive uh, platforms for artists. But that's that's at my website, which is dgrantsmith.com. I, I do a I do a blog article every Monday. 
um, when we publish um, the podcast, that's usually on a Thursday. And then aside from that, I've got a, a, an online course that is all about how to get radio airplay. It's called the uh, Indie Radio Promotion Course. Um, and you can get that at uh, dgrantsmith.com slash Indie Radio Course. Uh, and that's I mentioned that uh, that you know I, I made I, I made my show syndicated and I don't say that to, to pat myself on the back but there's there's a lot of artists that you know you guys are you're trying to do all of this promotion and, and marketing stuff yourself and it's it's hard it's really hard um, and and I I I I had to learn all this stuff on my own I read a ton of marketing books um, I. I I subscribe to a bunch of magazines like uh, Entrepreneur and Inc. and Fast Company and all this stuff, and 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 just tried to learn as much as I can. But uh, I com- I compiled all of my lessons and what the in the actual processes and steps that I took to to make the appetizer something that's heard on on stations all over the country because it's the same thing that artists are trying to do in getting their music heard. You're trying to get a, another radio station that you don't know to pay attention to you. And I wrote down my steps and and I I recorded a series of videos. I wrote a uh, a PDF book, which is the promotion handbook, and I, I compiled all that stuff in a in a course. Uh, I think it's thirty five bucks, um, and you, you, you get all that stuff, and you get a one on one coaching session with me, uh, which is the other thing I do. I, I work one on one with with musicians and how to build and grow their audience, um, and so all that stuff once again is at my website. That's awesome, and that's dgrantsmith.com. Uh, D. Grant, thanks very much for being on the show. That was tremendous, and uh, we'd love to have you on again real soon. Man, Ryan, this has been absolutely fantastic. What you're doing for people is is really incredible, and uh, I, I feel very honored to be a part of your podcast. Thank you. Oh, that's tremendously kind of you. Thanks very much. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to D. Grant Smith for being so terrific in the previous segments. And now it is time for our last ever D block before you go away to China for like a month or so. Yeah. Well, they'll say like last ever. It's like, hey, man, I'm coming back. Yeah. With the qualifier last ever, but you'll be back in like a month. Yes. I'm so sad. I mean, I'm sure this is going to be funny and lighthearted and make me feel a little bit better, but no, I'm going to miss you. Oh, man. I don't know what to do now. This is like a genuine moment we're having. Again, what is going on at the show? I don't know. We've been really, like, just close and emo- emotional. Yeah. Yeah. That's why my shirt's off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> and now you're you're at home wondering, is his shirt off? Is his shirt off? Wait, are they both wearing shirts or not? We're actually doing this whole podcast while spooning. We kind of we kind of had to position the microphones in a weird way to make it work, but we're making it work. So, you know, you always have this habit of like, yeah. you know, like when you when you go to this topic, it's almost like you have a sixth sense of knowing right when I'm about to like get into whatever the segment is, right? Just to derail me. But now I feel like I derailed you this time, which is good. All right. Well, we need to be consistent for so, our viewers. Yeah, that's right. So before you head off yes. to the Far East, yes. breaking my heart into a million pieces, uh-huh. we got a couple D-block segments, right. uh, including one of my favorites that we haven't done in a while. We haven't. And yes, before the practice of law requires me to go to China, I am needed here. To, to do a little bit of practicing. Yes. Time for the Arbiter. In these difficult times... One man has the courage to fight for what's right. We are living in a society. Society has rules. He'll make the tough decisions so that we can live in a civilized world. And let Dave be the ultimate arbiter. If he finds out that you reserved a parking spot by standing in it, you'll suffer his wrath. That's against the rules of the parking lots. All rise for Dave. The ultimate arbiter. At least I'm not a crazy person. Well, I think I'm not a crazy person. You at home might be thinking, God, this guy's a crazy person. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, let me explain this segment. Our friend Dave 
is the best at just making decisions on life's toughest problems. He is, Mm -hmm. we have uncovered this skill in him. Yes. Perhaps it's a product of both his legal training as well as just his great practical, no-nonsense mind. And so we created the Ultimate Arbiter segment where listeners can submit their own questions that need arbitrating. And David will give you a final ruling, no Mm -hmm. appeals, and he's always right. So get used to it. By the way, a thought just occurred to me after hearing that beautiful, lovely intro, which and it's the greatest work you've ever done. Thank you. Nothing you do will ever surpass it. Nothing you do will ever surpass it. I peaked. But I'm thinking at your upcoming nuptials. Yeah. If when the officiant goes, does anyone hear of any reason why these two should not be wed in holy matrimony? That music's plays, (laughs) and everyone's looking around and wondering, and you're like, oh no. And the doors open from the back, and I come in. And you walk down the aisle as yes. this is playing. Yes. In like a full robe. Uh, yeah, very purposefully. Like a judicial robe. Yes. With a powdered wig. Ooh, I like this. With like William Rehnquist's gold stripes on your sleeve. Oh, yeah. oh my God, yes. <laughs> Do I have like a little, like a, a scroll boy with me or something? I oh, think? yeah. Yes. You know, like okay. a page behind you. Uh-huh. Like a 17th century page. Oh, yes. We're digging him yeah. up. <laughs> We're digging him up. <laughs> Next case for you, my lord. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yes. And then I just look at you, and you look at me all nervous and sweaty, and like, this will do. <laughs> and then the exact same fanfare on the yeah. way out. Right. And the, and the, and the page, uh, <laughs> the arbiter has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> and then when, when the doors close, leaving, then you have to go, oh, wait a minute. Is he leaving? I want him here. You know what? I was just about Ooh. to tell the listeners, if you want your own case arbitrated by Dave, the ultimate arbiter. I did the thing where I derailed you again. Yeah. Yeah. You can email <laughs> the show at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. But then it occurred to me the arbiter is going to China for a month. But maybe, who knows? Maybe we find a good arbitration segment we can, like, you know, have you hey, Skype in or pre-record something. Ryan, let me tell you something. When it comes to podcasting, yeah. there are no rules. Uh-huh. Ah. Bring uh, it back. Go back. Yeah, right. All right. So um, you didn't actually, I haven't checked the emails yet, and you didn't actually tell me what the cases are this week. So I guess I just get to take a good chunk of this segment off while you let us know what, what, what has come in the email. Well, there we Dave do the have Ultimate something Arbiter. in the email bag, actually hearkening uh, back to, I'm not sure if I use that right. Um, Ask previous, the 17th century page. Yes. Um, well, he's gone. He's, he's decomposing rapidly. Um, <laughs> we need to get that amulet back. That's a whole nother ball of wax. We won't go into that. Anyway. This is uh, regarding actually our our first arbitration of the parking spot, and then the 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 reconsideration oh, that oh, someone you, asked. Remember to the band. Should, ex- should probably explain that to everybody what yes. that one was about. Well, yes, a, a musician. <laughs> Those guys, right? Right. Thank God they're not listening. Anyway, so I should say initially, you like what started all this arbitration stuff is that you made the ruling yes. that it's never okay to stand in a parking spot to reserve it for somebody. Right. If you cannot stand in a parking spot and then wave off someone in a car saying, oh, no, you can't park here. I'm standing here. I'm waiting for some, you know, idea that's floating in the clouds of a car that may or right. may not be coming. You know, I said, no, no bueno. You and- cannot do that. And then, so we had an emailer who made the ill-advised decision to try to appeal Extremely an arbiter's ruling. Extremely ill-advised. Even though nobody can appeal Dave the Ultimate Arbiter. Yes. Saying that we should grant an exception for, like, somebody who's waiting for, you know, who's saving a space for a musician who has to perform at a club. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Dave the Ultimate Arbiter, his rulings are final. And I said no. And you said no. No exceptions. And yet we still have people who are challenging the authority of the Arbiter, apparently. Apparently, yes. Apparently, uh, word of my punishment has not gotten out to the people, so... <laughs> well, I guess an example must be made, Ryan. It might be because the 17th century page is dead. Because it's his job to, like, you know, prance through the countryside. The arbiter has spoken! Yeah, you're right. We gotta hire a new guy. There you go. Hmm. Anyway. All right, so, uh, email submission. This one actually kind of gets me, Ryan. Oh, yeah? I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> okay. All right. Dave... In quotes, with all due respect, not sure how I like that already, Ryan. <laughs> I'm showing respect to the judge. You showed your lack of experience as a working artist. Owners of clubs look at us, the talent, as a necessary annoyance. If you think, as you said, that a club manager would or should consider the needs of the performers to unload equipment, let me assure you that they rarely consider the needs of the performer to park a car, 
Tune instruments use the restroom and in some cases get paid. I love you. Says it right there. Right? Yeah. Okay, so thank you. I love you too. We've got a great fan. <laughs> but you missed this one. Doing Sorry. An obvious... Taken. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. But you missed this one due to an obvious lack of knowledge and experience. The correct verdict should have been, go girl, hold that space for your drummer, especially since you will likely have to walk a half a mile to where your car is parked. Dave, pay the valet. Susan from Earth. <laughs> Wait, I, I, ha- I think I can speak for you on this one. Wrong! Exactly. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, Susan. First of all, my experience as an artist, you don't know what my experience as an artist is. I played in four years in band in high school. Four? All four years? Yes. A four-year letterman in band? Yes. Wow. Yes, all right. And I had to lug my friggin', you know, trumpet case. (laughs) All right? I thought you were going to say tuba or something. Sorry, I'm challenging the arbiter. I'm not an idiot. No. Um, (laughs) I had to take my trumpet case with me, all right? You know what? My dad had to drop me off every once in a while, and he dropped me off in the front. I don't know what this means about anything. All I know is, <laughs> we're all not I know is that my, all I know is that my rulings are final. <laughs> rulings are final. You know that's you take, you take this up with the club manager, Susan. I feel like you have some unresolved issues with these club managers. Mm. You know, maybe you should have. If it, I don't know, you know, maybe if you have a son or something or whatnot, you should get him to like you know deal with that or something i don't know or something but the point is i i really i'm going to redact out this entire motion except i love you i think (laughs) that can stay yes that will be entered for the record the rest of this was uh i find this you know against uh rules of evidence uh 34 c subsection 2 d moral of the story respect the arbiter respect the arbiter Stop saving parking spaces, folks. What are you doing out there? All right? I think what we don't see in The Walking Dead, what we don't see in Dawn of the Dead, what we don't see in Night Living Dead, is everyone's like, oh, what always starts this? Someone holding a parking space. (laughs) I am trying to do the Lord's work here and save you all. From a zombie apocalypse. Yes, and from yourself, apparently. I don't know what I'm going to have to do if I have to comb the parking spaces of the country and like stop this from happening. I I may have to. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> this this is gonna be a lot of work. This podcast is becoming way too much work than I thought. Saving people from their selves. No, it's my understanding that there was another case that's been brought before you. Oh yes. Well, this is a case actually, you know, we both kind of had experience with uh in New Year's recently. Yeah. Um and it's funny because you didn't even know this term. Floppers. Floppers. Yes. Seat floppers. You were explaining this to me. I didn't know what a flopper was. I was thinking like a flapper, like those 1920s girls with the short hair and the short skirts. No, they're fine. They're okay? They're okay. The, the, the arbiter has okayed flappers. The arbiter approves. But not floppers. No. And we're, but we're not, talking, we're, not talk, we're not talking about like the professional basketball players that fake injuries either. No. So what is a flopper? A flopper is the lowest sort of human being wow. that exists. Strong words from the arbiter. That purchases a ticket to an event that requires said ticket. And this ticket usually has an assignment on it of row, section, seat, what have you. Those three. Mm -hmm. And this person, rather than going to the section row seat assigned to them by the ticket they purchased, they decide, "Mm, I think I'll just go to whatever seat I want. Look, there's a seat's open right there. And right at the beginning of the event, they just go. Even though people are still filing in, they just sit in your seat because they want to be lower. Well, I'm sorry. You paid your your ticket price. You go to your damn seat. Then people have to shoo you out. And the the worst is when you you shoo someone out in your seat and they just move over two seats and you can tell, oh, these people are just friggin' floppers. They're friggin' floppers, Ryan. Why? (laughs) I'm really starting to actually get pissed off right here right now. Go to your damn seat. So, well, look. So you're telling me, like, I'm at a ball game. Yes. And, you know, maybe it's not the most widely attended game in the world. You're at and, a Marlins game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying not to smack around the Marlins, but right. I'm at a Marlins game, you know? I, you know, I pay 15 bucks for a ticket. 
but the you know I'm like one of seven people in the crowd. You're telling me I can't move up a couple rows? You know, no big deal. You know, in those cases, you know that's fine. If you go to a friggin' you know Miami Heat game, which are pretty well attended, you know, and you get there, you know, twenty minutes before tip off, and your sections in the four hundred, like you know what, I'm just gonna go downstairs and sit there. What the frig is your problem, buddy? <laughs> Someone's gonna show up. And then you have to then be shoot out. No, you. Oh my god, why is this so hard? It it it, 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 it the, the sub the subset of this that pisses me off. This is not even arbitration now. This is going off the rails again. Yeah, is the people that when they go to an event they have no idea where their seat is because the concept of a seat it eludes them. They've never <laughs> been to an event. They don't know what a section is. They don't know what rows are. They know what seats are. Yeah. They haven't really figured out that these things are in sequence. Yeah. Generally speaking, you know, one is before two, is before three, so on, so forth. Yeah. And they're like, they're always just standing around the aisle for like 10 minutes, like blocking your view of something. And you're like, sit in your freaking seat. <laughs> it's not hard. There are numbers everywhere. One corresponds with what's on your ticket. <laughs> you know, I've actually encountered these folks before. And my favorite kind of seat flopper. Mm hmm. Is the one who's in the seat and you they're in your seat and you point out they're in your seat and they have to sort of pretend like they weren't just trying to jack your seat and that it was an honest mistake. And they'll be sitting like, you know, 25 rows from the field and then look at their ticket and be like, what? You're telling me this isn't section 498 row double G? There's that or the ones that try to like to try to fake you out and they think, oh, no, no, this is my seat. Even though you got your ticket and you know because you're a friggin' person that's been to an event in your life. And it'd be like, no, look, it says it right here, douche. Get the hell out of my seat. Those people are, oh, God, they're so bad. Oh, I think if we to take seat floppers and parking space holders and put them in an arena, right? We put them <laughs> in the Coliseum. The Romans had good ideas. And um, we make them fight to the death. And, you know... Finally, when there's one last person left, right, and they've worked hard and they've really earned this, right? You fucking kill them anyway. <laughs> I realized I went a little too far there. You well, can bleep me. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, I want to head this off at the past, but I feel like you're going to get. So I want to like sort of touch on it now. I head this like off at the past. I feel like gonna, we're way past that. You're going to get emails from people now, Dave. Their people are going to say like you're you're elitist. You know, you're 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 with the bourgeoisie. You, you don't want to let people, you know, you know, like people are gonna be like, "Hey, man, why why do you gotta you know hurt the working man who just wants to get a closer view of the game?" Big time lawyer. Okay, Ryan, have you been on a plane before? I, I have been known to fly. Okay, a time now or two, yes. Let me ask you a question: When you fly, do you do the GA planes or you do the assigned seat planes? Uh, I usually do assigned seat. I think I've only flown a general admission like Southwest Airlines type flight once. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. Has someone ever been in your seat in the plane? Yeah. Do you just let them stay there? Do you know why you don't, Ryan? Because here's the thing. If you allow sleep, seat floppingness, now you have to find another seat. And guess what? Now you are a flopper. And what if someone comes to you and says, hey, idiot, get out of my seat. Now you're the imbecile. And now you have to go down and bump someone out. But what if it's like the middle of the game or something? Now you're going to bump them out? No. That's why you headed off at the pass. And when you get there, hey, get out of my seat. Break the cycle early. Exactly. Otherwise, we have a whole continuing cycle of flopping that goes completely out of control. And you get the situation we had the other night, which was kind of completely crazy. And yeah, New um, Year's Revolution, where like a bunch of people were in everybody else's seats. Yes, yeah. where people who almost didn't pay anything were tr sitting in the seats of people who paid a pretty good amount. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry, you get what you pay for. You know, if you go to a restaurant and say, "I'll have the one dollar breadstick, please." But then take the guy's steak next to you and be like, sorry, man, I, I thought this was my steak. I really thought this was my steak, bro. Yeah, they're no, e they're eating the steak. What? This isn't a breadstick. Exactly. Exactly. Do you I'm as surprised as you are. Here's so here's the thing. Would you tolerate seat flopping in other things? In other contexts. Like in other contexts. No, <laughs> this 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 breadstick. I just, I mean I knew their breadsticks were good, so I just thought I was eating a breadstick now. Squatting. Squatting. You know, someone just takes your house. Yeah. No. You wouldn't. You so you wouldn't. You wouldn't accept house flopping. House flopping. Car flopping. Yeah. Flip flopping. 
So no seat flopping either. No seat flopping. Or you don't want somebody yeah, taking your flip flops, which would be flip flop flopping. <laughs> All right. Maybe smile. Yeah, I do, I do what I can. Um, I think my blood's cooling down. Oh, good. Uh, some more terrific rulings by Dave the Ultimate Arbor. I'm going to miss that. Um, yes, and remember, these are final. Yeah, if you want Dave to resolve your societal question, maybe it's a question you have about just etiquette, or maybe you're having a dispute with a friend and you want the Arbiter to give you a final ruling and give you a winner, you can uh, email your Arbiter questions to breakthebusiness at gmail.com. Yeah, I actually already, I already foresee some emails in the future. My buddy's getting married. I do a show with him. I don't want him to do it. Oh. I'm joking. Oh. Yeah. You, <laughs> you like my fiance. I do. I do. Yeah, I she's do. a sweetie pie. Um, yeah. All right. So I, we got one more D block segment. I want to get all the fun oh, yeah. Dave segments out of the way before you leave us. So uh, let's do the game show that you all love and right. I hate. Here we go. Now it's time for Dave's as yet untitled game show here on the Break the Business podcast. Here's Dave. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do the before and after style game show where Dave asks me before and after questions. I get them wrong. We play this sound. Wrong. Unless I get them right. Hey, it could happen. Well, I got to say, when we had the group effort in here, we did pretty good. We did good. Yeah. And we did actually. Well, I mean, Elisa seemed to really take control. Yeah, there. She was. She was. Oh, Elisa is just generally good at game shows. Yeah. She's a smart. smart and then we had uh, Evan walk out. Yeah. Uh, Fred McMurray clue. Are there any Fred McMurray clues this week? There are no Fred McMurray clues. I actually thought <laughs> it'd be nice to be you. <laughs> I appreciate that as you're having trouble getting words out. I mean, that being said, like by week three of you not being here, like I'm just gonna be sitting around the microphone going, oh, how much I would miss one of Dave's Fred McMurray You're gonna references. be curled up in a fetal position crying, just saying Fred McMurray Fred yourself McMurray. over and over again. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then he'll sh- appear. In the mirror. The ghost. Yes. All right, here we go. All right. Okay, here we go. How many do you have this week? Trace. Three. All right. So let's see if I can get two out of three. Here we go. All right. It's been a while. I almost read the answer out loud. (laughs) You're a little out of practice. All right. (laughs) I stopped myself. All right. Forget it, Ryan. It's just Kurt Russell rescuing his friend's fiance in the San Francisco underworld. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Let's let's try that again one more time. Forget it, Ryan. It's just Kurt Russell rescuing his friend's fiance in the San Francisco underworld. Forget it, Ryan. It's just Kurt Russell save rescuing fiance's friend in the San Francisco underworld. Kurt Russell. Um hmm. I don't know either end of this. I'm going to take like a shot in the dark here. Uh, the, oh, the Great Escape from L.A. No. No. But I like what you did there. Yeah. You are. Wrong! Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. Oh, see. Damn it. You did it again. I know. I did. You can't do that. I can. You, you reverse the clues around. And you put the second clue first and the first clue second. I thought it was Chinatown because you said, yes. forget it, it's yes. Chinatown. Yeah. But then you put it on the wrong side so that I know I had no chance of figuring it out. No, but you did because you just did it right now. And if you know that I do it at least once a, once a show, you should figure it out by now. <sighs> Damn it. Plus, also, I found it nice. I'm going to, you know, China. So Yeah, Chinatown makes sense. Are these all China themed? That'd be funny. I'm not going to tell you if they are or they aren't. Oh, fair enough. All right. Not a good start. An inauspicious start, to say the least. But right. maybe I can still get two out of three. All right. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Because I hear Steve Martin is getting real stressed out by all this stuff. Especially Frank. Oh, okay. Um, leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Because Steve Martin's getting stressed about what? Out by all this stuff. Especially Frank. All right. I think what we're doing there is like Steve Martin getting stressed out. I think that's Father of the Bride, which I guess would make it Godfather of the Bride. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So we're so wow. It's sort of like a theme for all the stuff going on in our lives. The first one was China related because uh-huh. you're going to China. The second one was wedding related because uh-huh. I'm getting married. 
All right, cool. I, I see what you're doing here. Cool. All right. All right. One and, and one. This one's for all the marbles. All right. This last one here before uh, we sign off. Oh. Well, not not we. Yeah. You're you're still you're still here. stuck with me, listeners. Yeah. The less fun guy on the podcast. I know. Remember, Susan said I love you. And that was it. Remember that that email just said from Susan said I love you. There was with, nothing with else. Nothing else. Yeah. There was nothing else because you redacted the rest of it. Yeah. Yes. You know, so it technically doesn't exist. You know, there's no FOIA there. No, but. By the oh, but, that's F O I A Freedom of Information Act. Sorry, that was very inside. <laughs> but the we didn't need that email to know the listeners love you more. Like I'm the guy who lectures to them each week about like and and gives you like legal news. You're the fun guy who has the fun game shows and makes all the cool references and mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I had a teacher in high school one time say to our class, it was a, a keyboarding class. Quick digression. Yeah. We were like laughing about something. We were having fun. And she goes, you are not here to have fun. And I remember thinking, damn, wow, you're a bad teacher. <laughs> you are not here to have fun. Yeah. You're just a bad, sad, not rad teacher. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. I can't, I don't remember her name because who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Last one. Man, I got to get this one right. This is going to be the, like the last one for like a month. I, I got to want to go out on a high note. I think you'll get it. Oh, I like, I like the sound All right. of that. Team up with Ryan and Dave as they try to find Wilson. <laughs> Team up with Ryan and Dave as they try to find Wilson. <laughs> I, think, I think I got this one. Yeah. Um... um and it looks like you put them in the right order, if I if I do indeed have this right. But I'm going to go ahead and say this is Break the Business Podcast Away. Yes! <laughs> yeah! Nice. Two out of three. Good finish. I feel like you... Yeah, I feel like you kind of handled me with kid gloves this week. Maybe you're sort of feeling bad, you know, I, for, I am. for skipping town. I, wh- and why? Would you like... No, 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 Fred McMurray. Are you? What are you saying, Ryan? Are you? Would you like a classic? No, no. no this I, is this is delightful. I got a whole bunch of them on here. Still, I'm that you sure have forgotten. you do. I'm sure you do, and I'm sure I've forgotten them. Okay. No, no, no. Um, this was this was good, and I, I wish you best of luck overseas. I know you're going to do a great job over Thank there. Thank you very much. And don't worry, the the seat will be there when you get back. And, you know, we'll try to work some out where we can maybe have you Skype in or, you know, maybe you can pre-record segments. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you might be busy over there, but if you have some time, you'll know, we'll figure something out. Um, our thanks to D. Grant Smith uh, for being terrific. Um, my thanks to you as well, my dear friend, yeah, Dave. No, my thanks to you, buddy. This has been... I've really enjoyed this. Well, I appreciate it. And I, I know I'm coming back, but I just want to let you know, man, this has been a lot of fun for me. Thank you very and, much. Uh, I hope it's been fun for all of you out there, too. Yeah, I said we're not going anywhere. But yeah, no, we got a great year ahead of us. Yeah, but it's, it's cool, man. We've we're now in our second year. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Who who to thunk it? Um, this is like what episode eighteen or nineteen, something like that. I didn't think we were going to make it this far. This is kind of cool. We've kept it consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had guests pretty much every week. We've had fresh content, and none of it would have happened if not for the terrific listeners we've had who contribute so much to the show and have mm-hmm. stayed loyal to us and. Um, I promise to you all that we will have some great stuff for you all in the new year and it's only going to get better. Oh shoot. This is the point where we're usually supposed to have like a clip package of things to come in the new year. That's right. With little funny things and everything and segments from interviews that we haven't done yet. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Plus we'd have to tell the future that also, but that's where I'm going. That's true. I'll be 12 hours ahead. I will be in the future. So I will know all of your guests beforehand. Actually, if I get to go to Australia, maybe I'll look up Mary Amber. And then maybe we can Skype in from there. Wow, that'd be a good idea. That would be very, very good. All right, cool. Um, Thanks very much, everybody. We will see you next week on the Break the Business Podcast. Good night, everybody. Mm